I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. And welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 156 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about partisan hackery. So, there was a big political brouhaha. This week or last week, recently, as the House ousted Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Guess that fixes everything, right? Spending's going to get cut now. Government's going to shrink. Deficits will go down. National debt, it's going to start going down too. Or not. But I guess maybe the Dems owned the Republicans by teaming up with some disaffected Republicans to oust the Speaker. Or maybe the Republicans made their party better. Uh, I've seen proposals to get Donald Trump in as the Speaker. That would really own the Democrats, wouldn't it? So, I don't know. I guess the outcome of all of this really depends on which partisan lens you happen to view it all through. But, you know what? At the end of the day, it's all just partisan hackery. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to defend the Constitution. It's certainly not going to increase liberty. It's not even going to fix the spending problem, which supposedly was kind of the impetus for this whole thing. It's just a big politics game. Kabuki theater. Or, as I prefer to put it, just partisan hackery. Today's politics really is ruled by a party spirit. I mean, to be fair, it's been that way for a long time, right? We started seeing a partisan split in the U.S. government, even in the very first years that the United States existed. But a lot of people in the founding generation warned against it. You know, maybe they should have heeded their own rhetoric. Regardless of their ability to put their principles into practice, they were right. A party spirit is destructive to liberty. What do I mean by a party spirit? I mean, red team versus blue team, Dems versus Republicans. Really, the entire focus of today's politics. And again, a party spirit is destructive to liberty. That's how Noah Webster put it. In fact, he said, nothing is more dangerous to the cause of truth and liberty than a party spirit. Nothing, he said. Webster said party spirit leads to faction. And that ultimately puts us on a course to tyranny. John Adams said, There is nothing I dread so much as a division of the republic into two great parties, each arranged under its leader and concerting measures in opposition to each other. This, in my humble apprehension, is to be dreaded as the greatest political evil under our Constitution. 
Thomas Gordon. He was widely read by the founding generation, and he gave a pretty good explanation of the dynamics of faction. Again, faction is is this division into parties. Founding era, they, they used that term a lot, faction. He said in 1744, It is with measures as with men. They are praised or condemned, not because they are right or wrong, beneficial or hurtful, but because they come from this party or the other. In other words, people get so caught up in owning the Democrats or sticking it to the Republicans that they completely lose sight of what is in the best interest of the people. Everything, everything gets oriented toward advancing the party. It, it's party over principles, right? This is exactly what he was saying. People start to judge measures and policies and, and individual politicians, not by their principles, not by what they're going to do to advance liberty, but how they fit into the party's rhetoric. In his farewell address, George Washington warned us exactly how this would play out if faction became the order of the day in, in American politics. He said, the alternate domination of one faction over another, sharpened by the spirit of revenge natural to party dissension. In other words, when one party gets beaten down, when they finally get some power, they're going to stick it to the other party to get their revenge. Uh, He goes on, he says, which in different ages and countries has perpetrated the most horrid enormities. This is itself a frightful despotism. But this leads at length to a more formal and permanent despotism. The disorders and miseries which result gradually incline the minds of men to seek security and repose in the absolute power of an individual. And sooner or later, the chief of some prevailing faction, more able or more fortunate than his competitors, turns this disposition to the purposes of his own elevation on the ruins of public liberty. So, when you have a party spirit, people are elevated to positions of power because of what they can do for the party, and people get so focused on these characters, uh, these these politicians, that they, they give them too much power, and we know that power is dangerous, right? Power is ever-grasping, as Abigail Adams put it. And we see this all the time. When people put party first, things quickly devolve into a cult of personality. Samuel Adams warned about this in a 1748 essay. He said, It is a very great mistake to imagine that the object of loyalty is the authority and interest of one individual man, however dignified by the applause or enriched by the success of popular actions. But sadly today, nobody's heeded uh, this warning by Samuel Adams. Most people prefer personalities over principles over constitutional principles. They put all of their faith in a person or a team thinking that's the path to liberty, and they're wrong. As Adams put it in the same essay, true loyalty is founded in the love and possession of liberty. But that's not where we are today. Just look at the way Trump supporters justified so many unconstitutional actions because it was Trump and Trump was owning the Dems, right? I mean, The dude was worse on gun control than Barack Obama. He was more aggressive in enforcing existing gun control, and he actually implemented gun control. This is more than Obama did. 
And yet people are like, oh, they make excuses for Trump because he's Trump. Spending was going way up in 2019 before COVID. And everybody's like, oh, Trump is great. The economy is great. No, he was just pumping a bunch of government stimulus into the economy. People excused it. He was on track, even before COVID, to run deficits that were in line with the deficits that Obama ran during the Great Recession. So Trump was no savior of liberty, right? But people wouldn't criticize him because he was their guy. And I don't just mean to pick on Trump supporters. Obama supporters did the same thing. He was elevated to the level of cult of personality. Everybody was, uh, you know, hope and change. And, and Obama was supposed to be the anti-war president, right? And so when he took power and he expanded the wars, all of these anti-war Democrats suddenly were fine with the wars because their guy was running them. That's what I'm talking about here, a cult of personality, and it is destructive to liberty. We need to do away with the party spirit and reclaim a spirit of const- a spirit of liberty, right? And a spirit of supporting the Constitution and decentralization to advance liberty. Not all of this partisan hackery. We live in a world of partisan hackery, and we are reaping the consequences of that, just as so many of these people in the founding generation warned. So, my message for you today is do not be a partisan hack. So, that's my spiel for today. If you want to learn more liberty, I highly recommend Liberty Classroom. You can join Liberty Classroom, and you can take all kinds of classes, basically college-level classes taught by PhDs, college professors on subjects of history, economics, liberty, and you can join. It's a relatively low price. You, you will pay basically less than you would pay for one class, one credit hour even, at a lot of universities. So, go to my website, michaelmeharry.com slash learn-liberty. And you can join Liberty Classroom there. If anybody joins through that link, I will send you a free copy of my book, Constitution Owner's Manual. So check that out. Again, michaelmeharry.com slash learn dash liberty. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. You're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor, spread the word post it on social media. You're welcome to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. Love to hear from folks. Again, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.